It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Friday episode of Locked on Raptors, we've moved Big V Monday to Friday as Vivek Jacob joins us from Raptors.com to dig into a little game we like to call One Gotta Go. I've got a whole bunch of Raptors-related pick one to get rid of for the entire universe forever and all the rest of time questions. We're going to get to those questions on today's show with our pal Big V. That's all coming up. Thanks so much for hanging. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free top of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1293 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, November the 29th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. I've also been covering the Raptors now for nine seasons, so if you look me up, I'm sure you'll find plenty of old stuff I've written or blogged about or posted or podcasted about. It's all there. Please go and check it all out. You can go to subscribe to my newsletter, Post Touches, which I am having a really hard time finding time to write stuff for, but I promise things are going to settle down here soon and there will be regular postage over there you can also support the podcast by going to your favorite podcast app subscribing following rating and reviewing that's all very much appreciated and if you go to youtube just search up lockdown raptors there you can support the youtube channel as well as we push towards 3,000 subscribers so thanks so much for supporting the show speaking of supporting the show today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online is where the game starts and where the podcast starts is with an introduction of our pal vivek jacob who is here uh he's very busy with world cup coverage for ctv and so we had to bump his usual monday episode to well we're recording this on tuesday before i head off for a work trip but this is coming out on friday so we got a big v friday on tap for you how are you my friend I'm good. The Netherlands are through to the round of 16. I the mean, I Netherlands! <laughs> 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 
but I had the double screens going because it was a big match between Senegal and Ecuador, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Senegal came through. So my bracket, my bracket is thankful for that. And mm-hmm. I look forward to them giving England hell in the round of sixteen. I, uh, you I'm mean giving uh, giving there. Wales hell when Wales? I guess they can't. Uh, we, we're recording this an hour before the Wales England game. My my dragons, uh, they're in tough. They have to win by a lot, I think, to get top of the group uh, and hope for a draw. <laughs> or a, a, yeah, between Iran and the U.S., it's all very uh, upsetting over here in this Welsh household as of today. Who a Welsh household who also roots for Canada, who uh, have already been eliminated well before you've heard this. Uh, and so let's uh, dive in, shall we, Big V, to a little parlor game. We love a parlor game here on the podcast, don't we? And we're going to play the one called One Gotta Go. If you're from the internet, you may be familiar with this concept. Someone posts a picture of four things and says, one gotta go. And then people will quote tweet and have the most controversial opinion on it because they like to just get uh, engagement, I suppose. We're going to try to be a little less controversial in our one gotta goes here. But lots of interesting questions. I got six one gotta go situations. Essentially, three options. You gotta pick the one you like the least, and we'll discuss and uh, move forward with our days. All right, are you ready for the first one gotta go, Big V? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm excited for this one. For the record, uh, if you're playing one gotta go with uh, Rap- locked on Raptors co-hosts, uh, you can say me, but please don't message; it'll hurt my ego. Uh, even though that's objectively the correct answer. Anyway, let's dive into the first one I have here. The one gotta go I've created is Raptors' fifth options to close games now that they've got most of their guys back available. One gotta go between Gary Trent Jr., Thad Young, and Chris Boucher. It's a weird world in which the Raptors have multiple options to close games with. That's very cool. Uh, Thad, Chris Boucher, and Gary Trent Jr. feel to me like the three most likely guys to figure in with the main four starters, Scotty, OG, Pascal, Fred, once they kind of get back up and, and running here. So my uh, my question to you is one got to go. Gary Trent Jr., Thad Young, Chris Boucher. Who's going? Gary's going. Gary's going. Spicy <laughs> off the top. I like it. Dig in. Why is that the case? <laughs> well, first off, I'm answering this question as of November 29th. And I think yes. where we stand now, uh, Gary is just not playing well enough. And his defense has not been good enough. You look at what that is bringing to the table. Uh, there's a lot to like on both ends of the floor. There's a synergy uh, when he's with those starting guys, the, that core group and how he complements them. Um, and then you look at Chris Boucher when he's got a big night and he's giving you what he does with his hustle, with uh, his rebounding uh, and, you know, the odd three here and there, but mostly, you know, just mixing it up in the paint. I think that's really valuable, and you would rank right now both those guys ahead of Gary for me. This is a tough one because I'm very cognizant of the fact that Gary Trent Jr. has hit a lot of big shots late in games for the Raptors purely because as a fifth option, he's pretty deadly, and he can stand in the corner and wait for Pascal or OG or Fred to draw a little extra attention, and he's there to burn you, and it's kind of the beauty of of the Raptors closing lineups the last couple seasons. They've been killer in crunch time. And I think a big reason is there's five options at all times who can burn you. And there's no easy decisions. There's no easy things to concede if you're the defense. And Gary Trent Jr. is a big part of that. 
Thad Young is shooting 7% from three this season as of the time we record. Chris Boucher is shooting below 30% from three, also not exactly pouring them in. And so I'm compelled to want to say Trent doesn't got to go here because that three-point shooting in a pinch is very valuable. That said, I kind of think you're right and that Gary Trent Jr. right now is the one who got to go. Thad Young, I kind of think uh, we talked about this on the Wednesday podcast, and of course a game has been played since then before this episode drops, so maybe this has evolved even more, but I kind of think Thad might just be the starting center, (laughs) and uh, that'd be really fun for me, a guy who likes a dude who throws cool passes, by the way, questioned about that coming up a little bit later, but uh, I think... Yeah, it's with the way Thad compliments the other guys, with the way I think his defense is a little bit more reliable, and with the way Boucher, you know, he offers that sort of help rim protection. He is so good at the very sort of long ground coverage contests in the corner that make the Raptors defense so horrifying and also kind of are, are the whole thing the Raptors defense hinges upon. I do feel like Boucher and Thad are ahead of Trent right now. This is all to say, you know... Uh, this is sorry. This is not to say that Trent's not going to close games or shouldn't close games because there'll certainly be matchups where it's necessary. But of the three right now, I think I feel most comfortable with Thad and Chris ahead of Gary Trent Jr. as well. So spicy, I guess, but also we both agree. So how spicy could it really be? Uh, let's go to our next one here, Big V. One got to go. Raptors back end rotation options. I figure. Once Otto Porter Jr. gets back and healthy, he's going to be in there in some capacity. He was really effective. Um, You know, they've got Wancho playing really good basketball right now. He seems like he's part of the plans. Then you get into like the 11, 12, 13 range of the roster. And I think this is where the questions come in. Not, or 9, 10, 11, 10, 11, 12. Who doesn't really matter? These three guys, one got to go as a regular rotation fixture for the Raptors. Christian Coloco, Kem Birch, and Malachi Flynn. Who got to go? Big V. It's Malachi Flynn. When Mm -hmm. this rotation is healthy, uh, it's been proven time and again that he does not really figure into Nick Nurse's plans. Uh, And so, yeah, I think there's obviously the unique skill set that Christian Coloco brings to the table that you Mm -hmm. need to keep in there uh, as a valuable option. There's the solidity that Ken Birch can bring to the table. And so I think that's a, a good option to have. And frankly, if you have Coloco, you almost have to have Birch by association because you never <laughs> know which game Coloco is going to just have five fouls in you know, 10 minutes or just look, you know, like a deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. And so that leaves out Malachi Flynn. Yeah, I feel like this is maybe the most chalk one I have on the board here. Um, but that said, I do think the point that you make about Coloco and Birch kind of having their fates tethered in this question is a good one. And if not for that fact, I would maybe say Kem Birch, but you need Kem Birch as your sort of insurance plan in the case Christian Coloco comes out and fouls Evan Mobley three times in a minute and a half or whatever that was. Uh, the only real half-court offense the Cavs generated on the entire night was the section where Christian Coloco just fouled Mobley a bunch and then gave up offensive boards to Mobley on missed free throws. Um, it so- was so pleasing <laughs> to go to cleaning the glass last night and see mm-hmm. the Raptors with 102 points per mm-hmm. 100 possessions in the half-court. And the Cavs with 71. Ooh, ooh. The Raptors winning a game while taking fewer shots than their opponent. What a world. (laughs) What a world. Um, Again, we realize that this is four days old at this point when this airs. This is the trials and tribulations of having to pre-record stuff when you have a work trip to go on. Uh, Anyway, I think Flynn's the answer here. 
Had you asked me two weeks ago, I might have said Flynn's in, baby. He's looking great. He's looking like the backup point guard that was promised. Not so much the case after a couple kind of dud outings in the last stretch without Siakam available. Uh, and yeah, I think Coloco and Kem are kind of tethered. I think it will only really be one or the other who plays regularly. Uh, it just is going to depend what kind of version of Coloco you're getting. And I could envision a world in which Coloco maybe kind of hits a rookie wall and he is the answer to this question just because the fouling and the sort of unreliability are too much to, to lean on. And maybe they go and make themselves a trade for a rim protector. <laughs> yeah, Capernal um, by the deadline. But uh, that is to be determined another day. Sorry, Malachi Flynn, you got to go. We're going to come back on the other side here, Big V, and get into a couple of more fun Raptors-y one-got-to-go questions. One pertaining to uh, very important moments in the game, another pertaining to the most cool skill, which is throwing dope passes. We're going to get to that in just one sec. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about masterclass which is a new sponsor for the channel and we really appreciate that they're with us what is masterclass you ask masterclass is accessible on your phone web or smart tv offering classes on a wide variety of topics all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields each class is broken out into individual video lessons usually around 10 minutes long members can explore at their own pace and each class is supported by downloadable materials class guides recipes or more you can find all available classes at master Masterclass.com. Get hundreds of videos and lessons from 180 plus of today's most brilliant minds that are available anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, desktop, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. Annual memberships start at 180 bucks US per year. You get a wide variety of classes. You can go and learn how to cook from Gordon Ramsay, who won't yell at you while you're cooking because he's teaching a class. He's being nice Gordon Ramsay, not mean Hell's Kitchen Gordon Ramsay. He's there to teach you how to cook the most beautiful scrambled eggs, the most luscious shakshuka, whatever it might be. Gordon Ramsay's got you covered. Go and check him out over at Masterclass uh, in order to uh, go check him out. Again, masterclass.com subscriptions begin at 180 bucks per year i highly recommend you check it out this holiday give one annual membership and get one free go to masterclass.com slash locked on today that's masterclass.com slash locked on today terms apply the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here with Vivek Jacob playing around a one gotta go Toronto Raptors edition. Let's get to this next one here I got for you, Big V. One gotta go number three. Toronto Raptors to take the final shot of a tie game. I'm setting the scenario for you here, Big V. Of course, Pascal Siakam's the guy you want taking the shots. Obviously, this is this is a fact. But defenses are also wary of that. And so just imagine it's a tie game. Pascal's got the ball. He sees a double team. There's a wide open player opportunity to get a game-winning shot off, be it from two-point range, three-point range, whatever you envision in your own mind's eye. Who among OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, and Scotty Barnes got to go as that potential option? OG, Fred, Scotty, one got to go. Who's going? This might be controversial, but I am going to go with Fred Van Vliet. Ooh. 
Yeah. All right. Why do you have Fred Van Vliet? Uh, well, I, I don't think his numbers have been great in the clutch the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, uh, you know, the scenario you present is a good one with, you know, that, that one for uh, sort of uh, pick and roll that the Raptors have run very effectively. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm looking at this more from, I'm not looking at, at it from a like Pascal passes off to someone. I'm literally saying, hey, last shot, who's taking it? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's where I take OG and Scotty over. Um, I think, I think in a passing situation where it's just a catch and shoot, then yeah, I'm happy to have Fred at the top of the list. But I'm sure. looking at it more from a, this guy's got the ball at the mm-hmm. end of the game, and he's got to make something happen. Um, Fred has does not have the best track record in that situation, so give me OG and Scotty above them. I uh, I know I said ooh as though as I was surprised, but that was for effect, Big V, because I agree. I think Fred VanVleet got to go in this situation. Look, man, the memories of Game 7 against the Celtics in the bubble, the final possession, are going to loom large for the rest of time in my brain, uh, unfortunately. And Fred VanVleet uh, kind of showed the way length can bother him, the way maybe there's a little bit over dribbling and indecision sometimes in those spots. Um, he's become a way better player since then, it should be said. And I, you know... It's hard not to pick Fred here because the man loves to hit big, nasty threes in people's face, especially after a night where he's gone like 4 of 21 or something like that, and he'll hit the biggest shot. That's always very thrilling and dramatic. However, I think I'm with you in that. Just the way length can bother him, I feel like I trust OG a little bit more with a three-point shot, and Scotty can get to the rim basically whenever he wants. OG can too. Fred is a little bit more of a difficult thing there. Um, you know, Scotty's got the mid-range game. OG's working on the mid-range game. I feel like it's just a little bit more sort of full of options when you get to OG and Scotty. And so I will also say Fred got to go. We got to stop agreeing on this crap, dude. What's going on here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to now move on to our next one got to go. And this is the one that actually was the reason I thought of this entire concept of the episode because I was sitting watching the game last night thinking about some of my favorite Toronto Raptors pass throwers of all time. And I came up with a list of three, but one got to go, Big V. It's very sad. So great all-time Toronto Raptors passers. Is it really all-time? Because two of the guys are currently on the team. But Thad Young, Scotty Barnes, Mark Gasol, my daddy and yours, Mark Gasol, you got to pick one to go and no longer throw cool passes for the Toronto Raptors. I see you grimacing. You don't seem happy about this. I've given you a pickle to deal with. What you got, Big V? Who's got to go? Yeah, I, I love all three of these guys and their ability to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. I am going to leave out Thad Young. Ooh, The only wow. reason I say that is because... It basically becomes a choice between Marcus All and Thad Young for me because mm-hmm. I'd like to have the two different types of passers. Sure. Where Scotty's obviously got a bit more flash to him and the no look factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where I will take Mark. Um, I think he's got obviously the size advantage in terms of being able to just throw the ball over guys. Um, mm-hmm. And and Thad doesn't have that to the same extent as mm-hmm. seven foot one Mark Gasol. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and that's literally the only separating factor for me. I mean, I love Mark uh, and I love that. And sadly, one got to go. 
Really, it's uh, it's like when you get the pizza, burgers, hot dogs. One gotta go. It's like what? Who? What? They're all so wonderful and amazing in their own ways. Hot dogs gotta go, unfortunately, in that situation. But uh, <laughs> for, both for taste and for health, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pizza, healthy food. It's got all the food groups just on one spot. I don't know how you could not think pizza's uh, healthy. I think. Look, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but I don't think I could give up Thad Young throwing passes to cutting Juancho Hernan Gomez and uh, Chris Boucher. And I don't think I can give up Scotty Barnes throwing brazen no-look passes that no one even knows are coming. You know, (laughs) I can't even say it. it. I I think Marcus Gasol had to go. Oh, no. Yeah, here's the thing. (laughs) Marcus Gasol, a fantastic passer in his time for the Raptors. There is no doubt about this. However, I will say... I think his passing acumen with the Raptors maybe never got to sort of live to its fullest as he was never the top option on the team. He His three-point shot waxed and waned, and so maybe teams respected him at the elbow a little bit less, and so he didn't get to see quite as much of it. That said, I think back to his first game with the Raptors at Madison Square Garden and the passes he was throwing to, like, Norm Powell and Fred Van Vliet and just, like, how hilariously good it made the bench look. I still think, though... You can still have prime Grizzlies Marcus All passing, and, and you know you can watch those clips and be all happy. If we're if we're speaking as though we're eliminating this from the universe, I feel like Marcus All's passing for the Raptors has to go. It makes me very sad, but you know we get the Spain element with Wancho catching all these Thad passes. That's nice, right? A little compromise. I feel like you have to come with compromises with this because it is a very difficult decision. Am I crazy for saying that Mark got to go? I mean, it's an impossible choice, but also, mm-hmm. yes, you're crazy. The- <laughs> <sighs> the one, the coolest stat about Marcus Gasol after he came over, mm-hmm. if you remember, the Raptors uh, were like middle of the pack in three-point shooting Yeah, when the trade happened. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he came over the rest of the season, the the remainder of the season, the Raptors were like top three in three-point shooting. And mm-hmm. that was the difference between just getting that extra second on a catch and shoot that Mark unlocked. Mm-hmm. And if you watch those games, the way he was able to pick them up, the way he was able to pop from time to time as well. I mean, I'll never forget that uh home game against utah mm-hmm. where he just completely exposed rudy gobert and mm-hmm. it was like okay you're gonna just stand in the middle of the floor like that i'm gonna take this three and then he knocked down a couple and then he picked them off with the pass and and the raptors were up like 40 before you knew it like it was incredible and yeah mark just unlocks so much i god i know <laughs> I know in this business we're supposed to be convicted in our takes and, you know, Stephen A. Smith it up and not not waver at all. Just continue to hammer home our takes. I think you might have just convinced me. I'm now thinking back. Think of the pre-Marcus All times with that Raptors team. And the whole thing was, oh, there's the Kawhi offense and then there's the rest of the offense. And then they never really kind of come together. Marcus All is the reason that team did tie everything together. He was the big, beautiful Spanish bow that put everything into the same little box and package for the Raptors. And it was a pretty awesome package, a championship winning package, actually. So maybe I undersold Marcus All's passing. 
<laughs> it's all Thad, good. Thad that's that's go. the fun of this. Thad, Thad got to go. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've changed my mind. Ooh. Thad got to go. You're right. I, I hate it, but Thad got to go. I don't like it. I, I'm mad at myself for making this question. We're going to come back <laughs> on the other side with questions that might make us a little less stressed out. We're going to recover from this question. Yeah, look, I love how I did this thing that's entirely non-binding, isn't real, is totally hypothetical, and yet my guts are being ripped out to have to say Thad Young can't throw passes in the world that we live in anymore. Big bummer. Before we move on, actually, is there another Raptors passer from history who could have been included in this question to make it even more difficult? A passer who could have been included to make it more difficult. It's pretty I'm gonna have lean. To think on that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a grim picture. Before that, uh, I also can't really think of any. It's not like they had any beautiful big man passes getting thrown by Pop So or Jerome Moiso or Antonio Davis back in the day. Yeah, so. like Kylo is just like a very correct and yeah. like functional ass passer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Damar got real good in that last season. Then he was with the Raptors too. He's he's probably on the list as well. But uh, yeah, I, Thad, I'm sorry, Thad. I didn't. Don't listen to this, Thad. If you're hearing this, I'll bleep this out for you and your you only, because I don't want you gone. But I've done this. I've made the bed. We got to continue on here as Vivek ponders a little bit more. Uh, we'll come back on the other side with a couple of questions related to teams in the Eastern Conference and whether or not they should be feared, whether or not they're going to hang around. We'll get to that in just one second. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net, the number one place for sports, betting info and stats, news analysis, injury reports, all the whole nine yards to make you the informed wager whenever you decide to get into a little sports betting I am not a huge sports better myself, but when I do, I don't do the thing I am telling you to do right now. I usually just be like, all right, my gut says I'm going to bet on this team. And then I lose my money because I'm not very good at picking with my gut. And Bet Online can help you pick with your brain and give you all the information and context you need to make the right bets. Go and check them out right now. They've got all you could possibly want. Again, injury reports, analysis, podcasts to help fill you in as well. They're all available at Bet Online. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online is where the game starts the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we continue on here with your first listen of the day. Rounding things out with our one gotta go. Picking up the pieces from the question that left us in shambles. uh, Having to choose between our three special passers. Uh, Let's go now to a big picture look at the Eastern Conference, shall we? Let's go uh, first with... I've collected a group of three teams here in the eastern conference one gotta go you got three teams to fear in the eastern conference i guess as it relates to sort of like home court advantage races and stuff like that these figure to be the teams that are going to be alongside the raptors for the long haul atlanta cleveland philadelphia one gotta go vivek which team gotta go for you oh i mean atlanta is the clear one they're uh, bad, okay? They're bad. They stink. I hate them. <laughs> but but I'll be honest with you, both Atlanta and Cleveland can go. <laughs> Ooh. 
All right. Yeah, is is this thing. like a spiteful thing with the Cavs, yeah. or is it like a is there no, the Raptors are just better than the Cavs. That's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I look I look at the matchup and the Raptors are kind of built to beat the Cavs. It's like they expose Cleveland's lack of a wing to such an extent mm-hmm. that uh, I think it would be a huge advantage in a playoff series. Um, obviously, the Cavs were missing Jared Allen. That should not be forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think that uh, I would be pretty confident in a Raptor series against the Cavs. And, you know, I think OG Ananobi defending Donovan Mitchell uh, has a lot to do with that. Pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, OG Ananobi defending Trey Young is also why I would say the Atlanta Hawks got to go here. Like Atlanta is definitely at the bottom. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think... The reason I don't have the Cavs, I'm a little more wary of the Cavs, I guess, in like a playoff series, is that I kind of think that Evan Mobley will just end up being their wing defender once they're at full health and it's the playoffs, and like they'll just throw him on Pascal. And that might work, because Evan Mobley is really good. And you got Jared Allen to still hang up back at the rim. You got Kevin Love to bomb threes from the corner. Um, you know, I, I kind of think they can work around it. That said... The length the Raptors have, I honestly am more worried, less about like, uh, if I'm the Cavs, I'm less worried about my lack of a wing and more worried about the lack of length I have in the guard spots to go up against what the Raptors have. We've seen the Raptors in the past in various iterations struggle with long teams because of their guard-heavy orientation. We've seen the Portland Trailblazers struggle against long teams because of their guard-heavy orientation feel like that could be a very similar case with the Cavaliers in the postseason. It's a tough thing to do is to win with a bunch of 6-1 guards. And like Garland and Mitchell, I think, probably play a little bigger than that. Like they're like 6-3, I guess. And Mitchell's Garland has arms, proven to but... be a big problem for the Raptors. Like he seems to I be mean, able to get wherever he wants to uh, against the Raptors. In the first game, not the case. Obviously, he only played like 13 minutes before guys. I gouged out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He was getting like completely cooked in that first quarter by the length and the sort of imposing nature. When he got it on the run against the Raptors in that game on Monday, he was devastating for sure. Um, And he had, I think he was clearly the better of the two guards in that game. But I feel like if as long as you can kind of keep one of those guys out of the action and force the other one to have to do it all because OG is just so smothering on the other, um, I feel like you'll be able to get by and uh so that would be a concern if i'm cleveland um and and no consideration for philly here even though um you know they're philly and they like to be philly all over the place sometimes (laughs) no i mean as fun as it is to mock philly and make the jokes and troll them Mm -hmm. i have a lot of respect for philly uh and bead's really good it's it's just hard to hard to overcome he's fantastic don't have respect for you know some you know the way they play Mm-hmm. but uh, they are effective at what they do. Just you assume full health right now. Raptors against any of these three teams. Just give me a very quick winner of the series and how many games, like Raptors Atlanta, Raptors Cavs, Raptors Sixers, uh, sitting here on November the 29th as we record. Uh, Raptors beat the Hawks in four or five. Raptors... Yeah let's let's go five i'll give them one um (laughs) raptors beat the Cavs in six Mm -hmm. raptors beat the sixers in seven Woo! 
Ooh, I, he, you know what, man? It's been 10 games, or was 10 games, without Pascal Siakam. So I think people kind of forgot how good the Raptors looked before Siakam went out. Uh, I think there's a very real case that they're the third best team in the Eastern Conference, and I don't think it's crazy to pick them ahead of any of those teams in a playoff series. They are uh, going to be good, I think, once they can they need get health. ahead of steam going. They sure do. They sure do. But less so when Juancho Hernan Gomez is uh, this wonderfully capable spot starter, I guess. Uh We'll uh, round out here with the last one. Surprising Eastern Conference teams that one, we got to pick one essentially that is going to fall off. Uh, the three teams I have here, I had to shoehorn the third in because there's only two real surprise teams, I guess. It's the Washington Wizards who like are 11 and 10, and I guess they're surprising because I thought they would be way worse. The Indiana Pacers, who are super fun, and the Brooklyn Nets, who I guess surprisingly have started to look like a basketball team the last couple weeks, despite um, you know having plenty of stretches where they really don't look like a basketball team or look like they care at all. Those three teams, we'll put them in this category of surprises. One got to go. Who got to go for you? I will say the Washington Wizards. Yeah, they I, are not good. <laughs> it's all <laughs> fake. They do it every year. Eight and two start. Oh, no, they, they're awful. Uh, this is their thing. Yeah, I, I think they're tailor-made to be a tank, uh, tank team like halfway through the season. They've mm-hmm. got the excuses with, you know, Chris Stapps potentially having some type of issue, whether it's mm. the back, the knee, whatever. Um, and then he can just sit out the rest of the season. Um, Bradley Beal has kind of, you know, been up and down. So I could see them at some point just saying, hey, maybe you've got some issue. Take it easy. <laughs> and that'll, that'll start it off with Indiana. Man, Tyrese Halliburton is balling. Like He's real good, man. He's I, awesome. <laughs> I saw a stat that. The, the last three games, I believe. I don't think it includes the Lakers game, but maybe it does. Mm-hmm. And again, like this is going up on Friday, so this is be, this is going to be moot point. But he had, he had like forty assists and zero turnovers. Yeah, um, he's nuts. Just he, insane. I think, is the closest thing we've seen to Steve Nash. <laughs> like, but it's like if Steve Nash realized, oh, I can actually try and score some points for myself as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think Indiana. Their problem maybe is going to be that the Lakers don't end up making that deal. Mm-hmm. And Miles Turner and Buddy Heal just end up staying on the team for the mm-hmm. whole season. And then it's like, you're actually a pretty decent team. And yeah, I think, I think uh, if there's a team to like fumble the bag in terms of tanking for Wemby, it'll probably be them. Well, here's the thing. Uh, they're 12 and 9, man. They might be too good already to tank for Wemby because uh, there's some real bad teams at the bottom of both conferences. And also, I don't know, for me, noted guy who thinks tanking sucks and is bad, uh, you've got Halliburton, you've got Ben Matherin. Why don't you just keep Miles Turner, who's awesome and still only like 26 years old? Like, I know he's been on the trade block for years. But it's because he's good and teams would want him. Why don't you just keep him? And then you've got a bit of a foundation going forward here. And you can do the thing the Pacers have always done, which is build from being just competent and good. And, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's actually quite noble and admirable. I, I, it feels like they probably will some point 
sell off and that would be a bummer and so i will say indiana got a go of this bunch just because you know the pull of Wemby and the pull of tanking might be too much that said their owner herb simon's never been terribly keen on the idea of tanking so maybe they refigure hey we got matherin that, that's that's all we got to do we, we got we got our guy now we move forward um the Wemby appeal i think will probably sink into the feelings of a lot of these sort of middling teams though i will say indiana gotta go that is not to say i think washington is any great shakes i think they're terrible but i also think they will ride it out uh and be one of these stubborn teams it's just like well we're gonna win 38 games damn it and there's nothing you could do about it uh and with brooklyn i mean who knows maybe it could all fall to crap at any moment's notice but uh, i feel like they probably have a chance, you know, of any of these teams, I, I feel like they have the best chance of actually inserting themselves into the Atlanta-Cleveland-Philly conversation we just had, um, even if I don't think it's the most likely because of the noxious energy that just emits from that franchise nonstop. Um, but yeah, any last thoughts on uh, Brooklyn or any of these other surprise teams? Is there a team that might become a surprise team later in the year that might uh, supplant one of these teams as well? The Knicks, perhaps? No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, any last parting thoughts on this final one gotta go of the podcast? Uh, no. Uh, mm. I think uh, we've just about wrapped up everything that we need to, and maybe we can save some tasty ones for later. Oh, this game will be coming back because I'm having a great time, uh, even if the, the, the Thad, Scotty, Mark question broke me. Uh, that's what we do this for, is just torment ourselves on camera for our people to watch. We're going to round it out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big V, anything you would like to promote before we get out of here? Usual stuff, raptors.com. Uh, you can head to CTV's uh, sports section where I've got World Cup coverage going and got some takes on Canada, the tournament as, the, as a whole all of that and to find it all you can also just follow me on twitter at vivek m jacob outstanding big v thanks so much man we really appreciate you always being on the show and uh, making time for us as there's just footy non-stop it's unreal um with that though we'll leave this off for today we'll be back again on monday we will break down the games against the nets and the magic i might try to squeak in a weekend episode i don't want to promise it yet because my travel schedule is weird and there's might be a snowstorm that's gonna maybe uh keep me stuck where i'm traveling for a couple of days based on what the forecast is looking like we'll see uh but either way uh there will be an episode at the very least on monday probably with this guy which is very great and very fun so you have that to look forward to and uh in the meantime go make your second listen of the day locked on leafs as mike DeStefano and dave morissuti talking about the leafs who as it turns out are pretty good they keep on beating really good teams they are winning without their best defenseman in the lineup and they are just rolling along because uh you know the panic is always uh, a little premature when the leafs start one and two or whatever the hell they're just fine dave and mike are more than fine they're excellent go listen to lockdown leafs every day in your favorite podcast apps and on youtube same with this podcast please support subscribe all that good stuff it's always appreciated we will talk to you again on monday with another episode of lockdown raptors bye-bye Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.